This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hey guys, welcome to this week's edition of Welcome to Madlana. We appreciate you guys making us your weekly destination to catch up with some of our favorite uh, Atlanta and Georgia guests, both past and present. Let's not waste any time. Let's get to this week's edition of Welcome to Atlanta. All right, so um, I, I don't. I feel like I have to share with the audience. Chris Medlin wants to do this interview very relaxed, just laying in bed. So if at some point you conk off because the interview goes south, I just want the audience to know that ahead of time. Uh, it's dark and it's rainy. It's nice. It is. In the, those are the best days. Um, so, Chris, I want to start by by playing a little game. I like to see if if we can trust Wikipedia because everything on the internet is true. I've always lived my life that way. Wikipedia. I think that's how people take it now. Yeah. Right. Well, so Wikipedia tells me that you were quite the infielder in high school and a pitcher. So back in that time, were you the better hitter or the better pitcher? Um, I think I loved being an infielder more than I loved being a pitcher, but I think I was better at pitching than I was at hitting. I just had like a, you know, different attitude towards it. I, you know, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably get more down when I'm hitting and not able to to hit as much as I wanted to. But, um, yeah, no, I, I was just always – more, I guess more dominant as a pitcher. I was a quality infielder, and I could hit and you know play play the game pretty consistently, fundamentally well. But on the mound, I mean, I was I just had more of like a bulldog, like you know, screw you, you're out, screw you, you're out. Whereas at the plate, I was probably more like, oh man, what, like what is this guy gonna throw? And like thinking more instead of just like, dude, I know what I'm doing. I'm gonna get you out. Um. So I'm just like I'm, I'm just interpreting this. You weren't you're not the biggest guy. You probably didn't throw the hardest. So were there like a, was there a professional interest in you in high school, or was it just hoping to play somewhere with a scholarship in college? Well, um, so I played at Gar High School in Cerritos, California. Our um, our head coach was the, he was the head coach for like 33 years, I think it was. He was 70 something years old. Um, so very old school. It's it was not like it is now where you every prospect has their own hype video they put online and like, you know, you can be seen. So I, I honestly, I feel like I was pretty darn lucky. Like we did, our coach didn't do much recruiting for us. Nothing like that. Didn't ever put us out there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, you had to play really, really well to get any kind of notoriety. It wasn't just, you know, you, you've been playing since you were six years old and, scouts have been watching forever it's just like you know it was it was just a slow process like you said i was just a very small guy and um i mean i I graduated i was a what five one i weighed 97 pounds as a freshman but i was playing with you know sophomores and juniors like still doing really well because i knew how to play and i just i had that chip on my shoulder of being a smaller guy being always being overlooked so i had to play extremely well to get any attention so when scholarship opportunities or any sort of like recruiting opportunities popped up, who was after you? Um, well, I mean, I, I, I did get drafted at a high school as a shortstop by the uh, formerly known Devil Rays. We're just <laughs> right now, but um, 
Yeah, I, I didn't honestly didn't expect it. I was playing for a couple scout teams, but it was it was just I was just small. I mean, I graduated high school at 17 as well, so I was just like I felt like I was a year behind. Even when I went to college, like I was 17 in college for a couple months, just kind of overwhelmed at the whole thing. So just super super overlooked the entire time until I was able to go to college. Um, I was academically ineligible my second year. Um, my sophomore year, so I redshirted, and then I transferred schools, and that's when like really things really started ramping up, and we started lifting more. And I, the redshirt year probably caught me up a year, and I was able to compete a little bit better just for strength wise. And then, you know, that's when I, I hit three thirty or something at my our JUCO with like some homers, and you know I was first team all state like that that kind of thing as a shortstop, but I got drafted as a pitcher, so you know I was just able to physically catch up. So let me back up for a second. So you get drafted by Tampa. What round? Uh, the 37th round. I was walking. I was in between periods in class and had no idea that it was even going to happen. And, uh, yeah, I, I got a phone call on my little flip phone at the time. <laughs> and I had no idea what the number was. And I pick it up. And it's it's uh, the scout that I had talked to before who um, kind of gave me a chance to, you know, go and hit and pitch against really, really big prospects. I mean, I, I did. I, I ran the sixty against Delman Young, like the year he got drafted, and he just absolutely smoked me, like <laughs> murdered me, you know. Um, so, you know, I, I got the opportunity to do that, and I didn't have a feeling I would get drafted because I was getting dominated while I was doing these things because of the physical size. But uh, yeah, no, I I got a call in between periods, and I, I sprinted to all my friends' classes, and I interrupted the classes, and I was yelling at him like, "I got drafted!" <laughs> it, just, it was. The super genuine, you know, but the, uh, the the second time around is more like, all right, I do not want to go to school anymore, and I kicked ass this year, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get drafted, you know. So, so I want to find out about that in a minute. But did 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 you even entertain seriously the notion of going to Tampa? Like, did there ever become an offer? Did they make you a, a monetary offer at that point? No. Yeah. So that was that was when they had draft and follow. If you're aware of that, like they they draft you and they own your rights for a year. Right. Before, before the draft, and then if you sign, you sign. If you don't, you don't. And I was like, I'm going to sign, I'm going to sign. And, uh, you know, they, um, my dad, that first junior college, they they had a area, their area player of the year went to the same school, and he was a shortstop. So they just plugged me at second base, and that was like the easiest position I had ever played in baseball. It was just slow flip throws to second. I had a really good arm. Loved playing shortstop, but yeah, they stuck me at second base, and Tampa didn't like that, and my coach didn't care, so he just threw me at second. So then so uh, I did not end up did not end up signing, did not get any offers from from them, nothing. So I was like, oh man, I didn't go to class this year because I was banking on just signing pro. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I had I had a you know, about a one ERA and a, a one GPA also. <laughs> <laughs> now, one of those is more important than the other, I guess. Well, well and tell me about then yeah. in 2006, did you know the Braves were interested and did you think you were in their like um, sights in the 10th round? Uh, yeah, it was the Padres, I believe, and the, and the Braves. So I, was, I mean, I was pumped. I'm, I was a, a SoCal guy, you know, so I was like, Padres, are you kidding me? That'd be so awesome. Because you were thinking about more down the line of like playing in the big leagues, you know, somewhat close to where you grew up. And I was, I was freaking out about that. But, uh, yeah, uh, Tom Batista, the scout that uh, that that drafted me, he was always in contact with me, and you know we we played in um, the Orange Empire Conference. It's a junior college conference, but there's so many just like you know dumb dumb guys like me who failed at it 
at, out of a university and then go back to JUCO. So the quality of baseball, we could have easily beat so many D1 schools like playing baseball. We were nasty, and that whole league was nasty. So I was playing against some really good competition, and, you know, Tom Batista with the Braves was always like, dude, we're going to draft you. We're going to draft you. So... Folks, let me ask you a question. When it comes to dealing with experts, don't you know they've got your best interest in mind? Think about somebody in the medical profession as opposed to you diagnosing yourself. You would never do that. When when it comes to insurance, I would think, yeah, you can go shop your own rates, but don't you want the professionals to do it for you, the experts? Well, I'm talking about the Rhodes Group. My friend Clayton Rhodes and the great folks at the Rhodes Group, they did that for me, and you should know. You should be shopping your rates or having pros do it each and every year because the rates change so much when I'm talking about home or car insurance, you could be saving a bundle if you have professionals like the Rhodes Group shopping for you. They did just that and they saved me a couple of thousand dollars a year with home and car insurance combined. You can be the next to save a bunch of money with the Rhodes Group. I want you to go to their website. It's Rhodes-Group.com. It's spelled R-H-O-A-D-S-Group.com or follow me on Real Matt Lana on Twitter, You'll see the link. You can click over and have them give you 10 quotes in 10 minutes at the Rhodes Group. Locally owned, a great bunch of folks who are professionals when it comes to finding you the best rates. Go to Rhodes-Group.com. Have them shop your rates. They'll give you 10 quotes in 10 minutes at the Rhodes Group. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. So when they when they do draft you in the 10th round, I don't want to get in your, your business or your wallet, but I'm always sort of curious, how does the negotiation go for the signing bonus and what was that like? Oh, we we hired some slimy like little guy, agent guy who uh, came to my house and said all these nice things and slicked his hair back and all that. And uh, so I had an agent or a representative, I guess, an advisor, whatever you call it, before your actual pro. And uh, yeah, just um, Tom Batista came to the house and was talking, and I just I just like I'm, I want to go, I want to play. I I, um, I did have. I cleaned up the school stuff. I mean, obviously, because I ended up being eligible again. But uh, I had a, a, a full ride to Cal State Fullerton, which is like Freddie was going to go. Freddie Freeman was going to go there. A, a bunch of guys. Um, so I had that to fall back on. But I was just like, no, I'm not doing that again. I'm ready to go. So, so where yeah, was we were your, ready to go? And I signed. Where was your first stop as a pro? Well, they sent us to uh, to Orlando at the time um, for like a 10-day mini camp. And if you were more of like the polished college player, you spend 10 days and you just you go to short season. So Danville, Virginia, which I I mean, it's a very small town, but I, I loved every moment of, you know, experiencing new places and people and just all that stuff. I, I, it was a grind, obviously, but, man, it was so fun. It's like your first time away from, from your house and 
just on this other side of the country. I'd never been past Texas. You know, it was just, yeah, it was just a really cool experience. And I, I cherished all those like little tiny towns. All right, so let me ask you about your minor league career. So is it three full years in the minors? And, and take me on that journey from Danville, where next? Well, it might have been, I think it might have been two and a half. I'm actually pretty proud of the short amount of time that I <laughs> that I spent in the minor leagues. We did a you know short season in Danville. Um, spend that off season um, back in California. Uh, come back for spring training. I have elbow tendonitis, probably early signs of me abusing myself, my arm. Um, so I missed the first month of the of of the low A season, the Rome season. Um, with elbow tendonitis, get sent there after all, after it's all good. Um, so I did Rome, Myrtle Beach, and Mississippi in one year. Uh, my, my first year, and then um, yeah, I was an alternate for the All Star game, which was kind of cool. I think I forget who uh, who couldn't end up playing, but I got to play in the All Star game, um, which was amazing to me because I was like trying to prove myself that I could actually compete and do all that stuff, and I was just having a really good year overall. And yeah, went to Myrtle Beach that same year, and then went to the playoffs for Mississippi Double A, and then uh, yeah, spent the off season back in California and then uh next season was full season of double A. They had me in the bullpen the whole time. I was doing terrible. And then at the all star break, um they threw me in the rotation and I did really well. Uh we ended up winning the Southern League, which was phenomenal. So fun. It was uh us against a super stacked like Marlins team that had uh a bunch of dudes who were in the big leagues now. Um but uh yeah, underdog story, we kicked butt, it was it was amazing. And the next year, I was in AAA for a month and was up in the big leagues. Tell me about the call. Who made the call and uh, your reaction right when you got it? Oh, man, this one. I mean, I love her. I love her. It's it's fine, but it's not the storybook story, you know. Um, it's So we were in Buffalo, New York, playing Um And I know I'm doing well. I mean, I have like a one ERA for the first month. I can't. You know, I just can't not do well. I just was locked in in the zone, and I knew we were really close. Myself and Tommy Hansen, we were just we were roommates, like, going back and forth of, like, dude, we're doing this. Let's go. It's time kind of thing. And um, I'm in Buffalo, New York, and I get a phone call. I think I was talking to my girlfriend at the time, like, my parents. I, I forget. But I was on the phone, and I got a, um, I got a call. So I answered it, and it was Carol Rogers with the AJC. And she said, how does it feel? And I was like, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And she's like, oh, they haven't told you. And then she hung up on me. <laughs> and uh, then I was just kind of like started sweating. And I was like, wait, what is happening? You know, what the heck? <laughs> and uh, that's when they probably called Dave Brundage, who was our AAA manager at the time. And we're like, all right, hey, I think he knows. You need to call him in. <laughs> and uh, I was playing a little coy like I didn't know. But he called me in and he was like, yo, we're going to go and skip your start. I was supposed to start, I think, two days later. We're going to skip your start, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, why? I'm doing pretty well. I don't understand. You know, just kind of acting like I didn't already know. And then he told me. And, uh, yeah, he was like, you're going to be starting uh, in six days against um, Colorado. So, yeah, it was it was amazing. But, I mean, uh, I think I had to wait ten days since he told me. There was a rain delay, I think. A rain delay in the big leagues that pushed some stuff back. So they waited to call me up. And I didn't pitch for, I think, a week, 10 days, something like that. I was just sitting there in AAA throwing bullpens. How nerve-wracking um, is that? Like, do you sleep well knowing it's coming? Is it more nerve-wracking yeah, waiting well, and waiting? 
Well, I was always pretty, not like anxiety, but like the pre stuff. Like, yeah, my God, I was always, even I could have been facing the last place Marlins or the first place Yankees or whatever, and I would have the same like butterfly feeling, like nervousness. So I wouldn't call it anxiety. It was just like me wanting to be like, all right, I need to get out there. Like I need to go pitch. Um, so yeah, it was. I think the, the the worst part was thinking like, well, what if they just rescind it and like don't call me up because they're good, they're good now. Um, but no, I mean they they end up calling me up and I had my uh, my debut and it was you know it was, a, it was an amazing experience. But now that I think back, just I mean I'm already pretty like fast moving, fast talking, whatever like fidgety ADD stuff. But uh, <laughs> my God, like the, I'm remembering the feelings that I was having when I was, ju- I mean. God, I was so nervous. I was so nervous, and it was on just on another level. So how do you, and I always find this fascinating, how do you control your heartbeat? How do you slow yourself down when you're on that mound, living out the dream of every 10-year-old kid in the world? How do you yeah. do it in that moment? Well, it's just, it was like the, I don't know. Like, like, like I said, I mean, I made however many starts in the big leagues, like all the way to my very last one. It was like, the first pitch or the first, like me on the mound, like they throw the ball around, you know, after the catcher throws down, they throw it around. I get the ball, I get on the rubber and I'm like, ah, and I'm like, okay, this is it. This is cool. You know? So, I mean, there were times I couldn't eat before games. Like I would just get, I would just try to eat, eat food and it would just sit in my mouth the whole time. I'm like, I can't even swallow right now. Like just butterflies, you know? So Pre, like pregame stuff, I, I I would love talking to reporters, talking to other people in the clubhouse, just deflect from me being so damn nervous, you know. I mean, I felt like I belonged and everything, but at the same time, I was still just, every start, I was just so in awe that I was doing what I was doing, and I was in the big leagues because I, I never left my childhood, you know, mindset of, dude, I'm going to be a baseball player. <laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah. Yes, we're brought to you by the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. It's kind of my go-to. I'm a little bit lucky. I live in Woodstock, so I'm right around the corner to downtown Woodstock on Main Street to see the Daily Draft, which I've told you many times, it's the ultimate sports bar experience, not your father's sports bar. You're talking wall-to-wall flat screen, self-serve taps, craft bar, chef-inspired menu. And with sizzling plays ahead, if you're planning on tailgating both this summer or this fall, maybe you're going to MBS or Athens or on the flats, or you're hosting a game night at your home, check out the Daily Draft's newest menu edition, the Tailgate Box. Yes, you can enjoy their wings, boneless wings, a couple of sides, a bag of popcorn, and of course, their homemade jumbo cookies. Now, these are pre-order only. You can go to the uh, thedailydraft.net or give them a call at the Daily Draft to get the pre-orders in. If you're also looking for a new place to grab lunch during the week, or even order on Uber Eats, check out the Daily Draft. They have a great lunch lineup for only 11 bucks Monday through Friday from 11.30 till 3.30. Again, go to thedailydraft.net or you can check them out on Facebook or Instagram. The Daily Draft, a unique experience from the moment you walk through the door, a walk-up window to order drinks from the sidewalk, craft beer bar, pool tables, darts, wall-to-wall flat screens. You won't miss a single second of the game. Go check them out today at The Daily Draft. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps 
a $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Uh, Chris, I think part of your story, and I want to get to the streak in a minute, which I, I love, but part of your story, unfortunately, as you mentioned, was I mean, the injuries. Like, you know, pitchers are going to go through stuff. You dealt with a lot of it. And the other part was there was a lot of yo-yoing early, bullpen starter, bullpen starter. How much yeah. do you think those two things are connected in any way? Um, I think it has a lot to do with it. I mean, obviously, I would go to my, like, physical anatomy and, and whatever else, and deficiencies in certain areas that once you're thrown into a big league rotation and expected to start every five days, like those become kind of like glaring weaknesses and something you, your body would compensate for and then end up blowing out. So, I mean, I put it all on myself and I mean, I, I, I did a charity event yesterday, a golf charity event and somebody was asking me stuff like this. And I was like, so did you, what did you think about blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I was probably 50, 50 on like 50% of like, wow, I'm, I'm here, I'm in the big leagues pitching, blah, 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 all this stuff. But the other half was like, I didn't want to miss out on cool stories of hanging out outside of the field with guys that I watched in college and in high school and, and have those like bar stories. And like, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm never afraid to have a, a cocktail, you know? So I wanted that like, other part of you know, that experience. So it was always 50-50. So I, I – I love the baseball part, but I love getting the stories and hanging out with the, hanging out with the, the guys and, and doing our thing. So you talked about the nerves, which is normal for anybody. I get that. So when you're in the midst of what became one of the more improbable, like, fun streaks, take me through that. Because now I bet in retrospect when you have time to go back, like, when you're sort of just reflecting, how incredible is that to, to go through that kind of run? Do you feel it in the middle of it? Like, I can't be beat. My stuff's here. Like, what is that moment when you're in the midst of a long, unbeaten streak like you went through? Yeah, I mean, you're definitely feeling not not definitely not invincible, um, but just like if like whenever you're just so locked in and dialed in, where you don't have to think, you know, like the thinking part gets in the way a little bit. Obviously, you're thinking about what pitch you want to throw, but I never did that. I mean, I had BMAC and and David Ross behind the plate as well, so I mean, whatever they put down, I said yeah. I mean, we we went over the game plan before, and that was one of the things that helped me kind of understand how to get guys out because I started facing guys trying to get them out how I get everybody out and then they're smacking my ish around and uh, I'm like wow I need to make an adjustment so I started you know the Derek Lowe was big on like hey man let's go look at film like let's go look at what this guy hits what this guy doesn't because you can hand me a piece of paper that says this guy hits 450 on fastballs but when you go and look at the film and you go and like look at the num- the actual numbers where they break it down, he hit- he's hitting 115 on fastballs in. And he's hitting, you know, whatever on fastballs away. So it's like, okay, I can locate. I know what to do. I can just throw him in. He can't, t- he can't hit it. He can't do anything with it. So that's what kind of helped me kind of take off and give- gives you that comfort of knowing, like, well, if I need this pitch in any time, he's going to get out on it. You know, I'll dance around and kind of do all those things. So that, that helped a lot in terms of – the preparation and, and heading into the streak. And I never really thought about the actual streak stuff. I just, I just wanted to win and I was going to do whatever it took and, and just take it a game at a time. And it's so boring and cliche, but like <laughs> every game, every game to me, I was just like, I just want to win. I'm just going to, we're going to 
we're going to kick these guys' butts. Like, I, I, I never cared about any accolades, nothing like that. I mean, obviously, I had dreams of getting paid and making more money and being comfortable afterwards. But while you're in it, you're not thinking about that. And you're just like, dude, I'm, I just want to win. And, you know, thankfully, I was part of teams that were pretty good. And, uh, you know, I controlled from the first pitch to whenever they took the ball out of my hand. There's no bigger compliment than the nickname that you gain when you started getting Greg Maddox comparisons with the way your stuff was moving. So it became the Med Dog, which I, I thought was highly entertaining at the time. Uh, how much attention or how much did you pay attention to what was being said or, or written or interviews? I'm sure all that stuff increased as that streak was going along. So how much did you get caught up in that? Well, yeah, I mean, it was cool like because it, because of that, I don't know, I'm not going to say like humble beginnings, but like that my childhood and me having to like fight through every single game to like say, Hey, I can play, I can play this game too kind of thing all the way up into the minor leagues. I mean, I considered myself a forced prospect. Like I was never on any list, but I was like, okay, what are we going to do with this guy who was a, a one and a half ERA through 80, a hundred innings, you know? So we got to do something. Um, so just, I mean, when I would see articles, I mean, I had family members sending me stuff all the time, you know, like look how well you're doing and i'm like i know (laughs) Um, uh, but so for me it was just like confirmation that like i did what i said i was going to do when i was five years old and like you know just it was just confirmation just made me feel really good inside and like i said i just wanted the experience of the guys and the clubhouse and all that and like the feeling of winning there's no better feeling so i just always tried to simplify and remember where i came from and and the child's never left the internal child's never left me. I mean, I feel like I'm a pretty awesome dad because I still am a child. So, um, you know, I, I just, I've always loved the game and, and, uh, that's honestly what helped me retire was how much I love the game. And then me not loving it so much. Once I had any loss of love for it, I was like, man, I'm not going to do this anymore. That's interesting. Yeah, I, want, I want to ask you about that in a minute. Let me let me uh, pick your brain for one minute on the, the first playoff start you made in the midst of that mm-hmm. streak and the Braves are in the wild card game. So you said you, you just had the, you know, the butterflies before any start, whether it was April or, or September. What was that day like leading up to that start, knowing it was win or go home? Um, I was – I mean, I knew I had the streak, and I knew I was doing really well. I didn't anticipate them giving me the game, though. I thought it would they would do, like, the veteran thing, you know, like um, – I mean, we had Huddy on our team who easily could have done just as well or better than I did, you know. So I I just think we had a pretty well-rounded rotation. And, yeah, I would have been, like, the obvious choice in that situation. But to me, I was like, like, Huddy can go do it too. You know, like, we have guys who can definitely, you know, beat this team and and things like that. But um, So I'm not going to say I was completely blindsided or anything like that. That would be dumb. But, uh, you know, I just knew that we had capable guys on our team um to be able to to get that done but uh yeah no i was i was super excited to uh like i said it's just all validation it's all like just that internal like dude this is amazing this is amazing you're doing it um so yeah the game of the game and i was ready to go um that game that uh before the start of that game i didn't have as many nerves which kind of freaked me out <laughs> you know like you want those nerves but i was just i felt so you know in that streak and in my in my mind i was like dude this is just another game like we are going to do this again and it's going to be on a huge stage but we had 50,000 people standing here only and I I felt every single person cheering like in my chest you could feel the vibration it was it was amazing because that had been a while since we had like that huge of a, a scenario I mean the first ever wild card game kind of like 
you know, game seven type situation. I mean, it was it was pumping in there, and I was I was ready for it. So uh, I have to ask, where were you when the infamous infield fly rule was made? Um, I was hydrating um, inside the clubhouse. <laughs> um, I didn't. I didn't. I knew the the. I mean, I was, I was sitting there watching the game. I mean, I had already undressed, and you know, I was in my my baseball pants, whatever. But uh, just kind of sitting there, having a water, mixing in a beer, maybe. I don't know. I I don't remember. But um, yeah, I was watching the game, and I was standing up, yelling, doing all that, just like all the clubhouse guys were, and everything. Um, and uh, I just I didn't because we had the live we had the live feed on the TV in the uh, in the in the clubhouse, and they they cut the live feed when everybody started throwing stuff on the field. Um, so I didn't know the severity of like I knew the severity of the situation, but I didn't know the severity of like how the fans reacted. Um, so we started changing the channels after about like 30 seconds, maybe a minute. And the, once we got to the TV, there were bottles and everything on the field. And I was like, Oh my gosh. So I ran down the tunnel and I was in the dugout, uh, or the, right before the dugout steps, just like checking it out. And I mean, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. I was in the crowd that day. It was, it was some, something I had never experienced before. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I want to ask you about the injuries because you mentioned the first arm and shoulder injury. Give me the full list, like run it down. How many injuries did you deal with? How much did that start to weigh on you mentally as much as physically? Um, so my first like real injury, what would it, what that would have been? Um, I, cause I, with the Tommy Johns, those are like the final ones, you know, like the, my body and my arm was compensating for something that else, something else that couldn't, that I didn't know. But so I, I was in, um, I think this is before my first Tommy John. We're in Los Angeles and um, I'm starting against LA. Manny Ramirez is in left field. And uh, I think it's Kuroda. Kuroda for the Dodgers is pitching. And uh, I'm batting lefty and I slap this ball. I slap this ball to left field and Manny does, a, does Manny. And uh, he kind of like, rolled and tried to dive but dropped it i don't know what it was but i was sprinting down the line because i'm like dude i'm gonna get a double off this but i wasn't i was watching the ball the whole time and i didn't really realize the base was there was there so soon and i looked down and i realized he dropped it and i had my left foot on the base and i turned to run to second base and i felt this little like i felt a burn in my hip like the front part of my hip and um i ended up making it to second base um, you know, pitched, you know, pitched in the game, whatever. And then, uh, I can't walk the next day. I, I'm like, my, my left hip was like torn up and I was like, what the heck is going on? So we, uh, I go and tell them we get an MRI, get an MRI done when we get back to Atlanta and, um, the, it's a partially torn, uh, hip labrum, my labrum in my hip. So it didn't, it, it the, honestly, the pain didn't really last long. I mean, I probably, they probably gave me some you know, some, a steroid or something, you know, prednisone, something like that, just to kind of like alleviate things, the inflammation. And it went away, and I think I still made my next start. And it might have been a couple starts after that is when I blew out. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, I blew out my arm. My arm hurts. But it's like that's the last thing to go. Hmm. So I think my hip might have had something to do with it. I mean, when you're landing and rotating on something, that's not going to let you, you know, put all the force on there and, and, and accept that and translate that into your pitch. Like, yeah, I've started, I probably started compensating a little bit more with my arm. Um, I was also, like you said, the yo-yo effect of 
I was in the bullpen the whole year, bouncing back and forth, making a spot start every once in a while. And like, I don't, I didn't have that, that development in the minor leagues of what it would take to physically handle um, starting. I mean, obviously you give me the ball, I'm going, I don't care about that because I want to win. But in terms of development, I don't think I had, I had the knowledge and the ability, but I didn't have like the physical development to be able to like take on that, that um, aspect. But, you know, like I said, I mean, I I wasn't going to shy away from it. I was a competitor and I loved it and knew what it was going to take to, to get it done. But uh, yeah, I just think there were a lot more other things that were happening that led to my, um, my injury. Yes, we're brought to you by the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. It's kind of my go-to. I'm a little bit lucky. I live in Woodstock, so I'm right around the corner to downtown Woodstock on Main Street to see the Daily Draft, which I've told you many times, it's the ultimate sports bar experience, not your father's sports bar. You're talking wall-to-wall flat screens, self-serve taps, craft bar, chef-inspired menu. And with sizzling plays ahead, if you're planning on tailgating both this summer or this fall, maybe you're going to MBS or Athens or on the flats, or you're hosting a game night at your home, check out the Daily Draft's newest menu edition, the Tailgate Box. Yes, you can enjoy their wings, boneless wings, a couple of sides, a bag of popcorn, and of course, their homemade jumbo cookies. Now, these are pre-order only. You can go to the uh, thedailydraft.net or give them a call at the Daily Draft to get the pre-orders in. If you're also looking for a new place to grab lunch during the week or even order on Uber Eats, check out the Daily Draft. They have a great lunch lineup for only 11 bucks Monday through Friday from 11.30 till 3.30. Again, go to thedailydraft.net or you can check them out on Facebook or Instagram. The Daily Draft, a unique experience from the moment you walk through the door, a walk-up window to order drinks from the sidewalk, craft beer bar, pool tables, darts, wall-to-wall flat screens. You won't miss a single second of the game. Go check them out today at The Daily Draft. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. So as we finish up, you you mentioned you just had you started to lose some of the love. It wasn't as is is you know fun the game for you. Is that a combination of the injuries? Is that a combination of not settling into a role? Is that not wanting to bounce around to three or four teams because you're 29 or yeah. 30? So why did you decide at that point I've I've had enough? Yeah, I was uh, 32. I was in I was in Reno. Triple A with the with the Diamondbacks. Uh, you know, I, I spent two years with Kansas City. Got to win a World Series. Um, you know, spent half the year on the DL the first year, and then and uh, from my second Tommy John, came back throwing fuzz. I was throwing way harder. I, I think I threw my hardest pitch in the big leagues after my second Tommy John with uh, Kansas City. Um, but my shoulder ended up bothering me uh, the next year. So it's just a combination of everything. Um, you know, the, the family stuff. My wife was pregnant. Um, I make. That one start against um, the Astros in Arizona, you know, I, I spent spring training 
you know, in the big leagues and big league camp, trying to make a team, almost made the team, got sent to AAA. Um, I was like, okay, that's fine. Did my thing in AAA, pitching in the PCL, the Pacific Coast League. I had like a six and a half. You make good pitches and guys just touch the ball and it just goes for homers. It's pretty nuts. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I spent that time throwing minor league balls, and minor league balls are so much different than big league balls. Now AAA uses big league balls. Um, so, yeah, me trying to come back from injury and getting a chance, blah, 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 I'm throwing minor league balls, and then I, all of a sudden I get called up, and it was almost the same situation as when my first call-up where I, it wasn't 10 days, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, hey, you're going to start tomorrow. They pushed back my start in AAA, and then I had six or seven days in between starts, and then they hand me a big league ball in the desert, which is just dry as hell, and now they're like, hey, go beat the Astros. I'm like, okay, sounds good. That's, this sounds awesome. I'm excited for this opportunity. Get my ass kicked. Get my ass kicked. I, I really did. I don't like you know saying, like, oh, it was bad luck. I made some pretty good pitches that, like, did, I mean, they hit him on the lines, like pop-ups that fell in. Just, I mean, it was a disaster of a game. And then I get sent down two minutes after the game. And that instantly kind of flipped the switch where I was like, man, I'm not going to be this journeyman going up and down. Like, I need reps up here. I need to throw with big league balls. You know, I, I, I need something different. And it, I think I lasted maybe like 20 more days down there. And uh, just I just felt every day I woke up staring at the ceiling like, am I done? Like, do I want to do this? You know, because I wasn't – I was still competing, which always made me happy. But I just wasn't getting results, and I had never – kind of like been through that before and i was just like i'm not going to be sitting in triple a with a six and a half getting sent up and down every time like i'm, I'm just not going to do it and my wife was pregnant um she flies back to atlanta with our kids um my my father-in-law um, needed a his second kidney transplant he got one when he was i think 20 some 22 23 years old it lasted a really long time um he was about to go on dialysis because he needed another one so my wife, you know, flies back out to Atlanta to to deal with all that. My sister-in-law ended up giving her kidney to their dad, saving them, all that stuff. But uh, so I had about ten days, two weeks, of just me being in the mountains in Verdi, which is outside of Reno. It's beautiful, but just sitting there reflecting on what I want to do and and all that, and that just like the thoughts that I was able to collect, but on my own without my noisy kids and you know just all the just with all the all just everything i brought with me there i was just there by myself and i just had like this reflection time of like i don't like this as much as i i don't love this as much as i used to you know so i always told myself if i ever got like that like you know i never played for money i never played for any of that it just kind of came and uh you know once i had that self-reflection and I was just like, dude, I think I'm done. I just want to be with my family, and especially they're going through all that stuff as well. So, yeah, I showed up to – I think I made one more road trip. We went to uh, Fresno, and, uh, yeah, I woke up, and I did the ceiling thing again in a hotel room, and I was like, I am done. Like, I, I think I'm done. And then I went to the field, and uh, oh my God, uh, Anthony Recker, who became one of my really good friends um he was our catcher and like i kind of like called him over to the side and i was about to tell him and i couldn't even like talk i had this the frog in your throat and like thinking about it is one thing and then having to like physically say it was just like impossible absolutely impossible so, you know i just burst into tears and just like erupted and i was just like man i can't believe i'm saying it but i'm doing it and blah 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 i'm going home and yeah, I just, I, I just, I felt like, 
I fulfilled my goal, and my, the the kid Chris Madden would be super happy. Yeah, that's a that's a great way. That's a great story and a way to finish it. Um, your story beginning to end, man. Like the, I, I love the chip on the shoulder. You overcame it all. I know the city was a a huge fan of Chris Medlin watching you beginning to end. And, uh, we wish you nothing but good luck and success moving forward. And appreciate you sharing some of those times with us. Yeah, of course, man. Thanks for thanks for having me. It's been awesome. Folks, let me ask you a question. When it comes to dealing with experts. Don't you know they've got your best interest in mind? Think about somebody in the medical profession as opposed to you diagnosing yourself. You would never do that. When when it comes to insurance, I would think, yeah, you can go shop your own rates, but don't you want the professionals to do it for you, the experts? Well, I'm talking about the Rhodes Group. My friend Clayton Rhodes and the great folks at the Rhodes Group, they did that for me, and you should know. You should be shopping your rates or having pros do it each and every year because the rates change so much when I'm talking about home or car insurance. You could be saving a bundle if you have professionals like the Rhodes Group shopping for you. They did just that, and they saved me a couple of thousand dollars a year with home and car insurance combined. You can be the next to save a bunch of money with the Rhodes Group. I want you to go to their website. It's Rhodes-Group.com. It's spelled R-H-O-A-D-S-Group.com. Or follow me on Real Matt Land on Twitter. You'll see the link. You can click over and have them give you 10 quotes in 10 minutes at the Rhodes Group. Locally owned great bunch of folks who are professionals when it comes to finding you the best rates go to roads-group.com have them shop your rates they'll give you 10 quotes in 10 minutes at the roads group in today's fast-paced world your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are solutions like free business checking from lge community credit union free online and mobile banking no minimum balance required plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance at LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Guys, thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it very much. Thanks to Brian Murphy for producing the podcast, and thanks to you guys for making us your weekly destination. We'll talk to you next week on Welcome to Madland. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play, and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming, and parties don't stop till 8 in the morning. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play, and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming, uh-huh. and parties don't stop yeah. till this morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.
Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart. There needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomclosets.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 